This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, May 5th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. A little bit delayed to start the day. Don't blame us. It's the coronavirus. A little bit gray outside. Dwayne, how goes it in the capital city of Columbus? Oh, we're still, uh, we're still dealing with spring coming along. So uh, everything's good. Everything's good. My dogs are happy. That's always a priority for me. So, you know, just missing sports, man. It's really just when you get to the weekend, you're usually excited. Well, I'm like, oh, damn. Hopefully today we can provide a little bit of a diversion from the coronavirus and just talk football. We are going to assume right now for the purposes of this podcast that everything is all systems go. Today we are going to get started on Dwayne's too deep. We're going to start with two positions, quarterback and running back, and then take a quick break and come back. Mel Kuyper of ESPN has released his 2021 NFL draft rankings, top five by position. Of course, it's not gospel, and we know some of you aren't huge fans of Kuiper, but it is interesting fodder to discuss. And once again, it looks like the draft will be a large advertisement for your Buckeyes, so that's something to look forward to. Let's get started with the depth chart quarterback. We're not going to spend too much time on the number one. Obviously, everybody knows that's Justin Fields. When they take the field, who will be the backup quarterback? That, that is uh, one of the huge questions. Okay, do you want to go with a guy that's a veteran but, you know, is not necessarily the best player, somebody who can just manage the offense for you? Uh, you know, we got a couple of guys, some uh, – so got some walk-ons. We got some guys that transferred in and, and all that kind of stuff. But here's what would be the, the, the question that would be driving me if, if I was Coach Day, and that is uh, the, the – Chances of Fields comes comes back uh, for uh, next season is slim to none. And old Slim, he done left town. He's not coming back. So you want to stick some guy in there that that has never played before? I I think that's a huge mistake. So uh, we'll see who they like better. Is it going to be Jack Miller, uh, or is it going to be C.J. Stroud? We don't know. We'll see. We don't have a lot of time to find out because, you know, uh, if nothing else, this this is uh, going to be a bit condensed. I believe the off season will be. You know, the preparation camp uh, for uh, football season is going to be. They're going to try to compress it. I just can't see any any other way. They're going to try to push it till they have just uh, just enough time. Uh, keeping people away, social distancing, but um, you, you got to try to have one of those kids ready to ready to play for next year. 
So uh, I don't know which one's going to win it. I still have, as much as I love, love Jack Miller, I've been a big fan of his all along. I think Stroud is coming along better. He's improving little by little more than Miller. And one of those reasons is Miller's hurt. He's gotten injured so much that you just, you got to think about it. You got to wonder just how healthy this guy is and how uh, is he going to be an injury prone guy? And, you know, I don't blame injury prone guys. You know, I'm not angry at him. I don't say, well, uh, he's a bust. If you're injured, you're injured. But you also have to accept the reality that if you're injured, you can't play and I can't count on you. So I got to go with somebody else. So let's see how healthy he comes in. And I just can't imagine that we're going to have the backup be one of those guys that was here last year. Just you've got to prepare a kid. You've got to have him getting adjusted to that game, the speed of the game, uh, getting comfortable because all of a sudden uh, he's going to be running into people that pass rushers that are, that are going to be able to get to him. It's not like in high school where he can just run away from them or step away from them. He's got to get used to handling a pass rush. I really think this is important, and I think Ryan Day will try to get uh, one or both of those youngsters in there as much as possible and, and have them at least have a feel for uh, being under center in a game that is going to be infinitely faster than what he's used to. You certainly would rather see Justin Fields take every snap next year within reason. We're going to move to running back now, a very interesting position. J.K. Dobbins is no longer on the throne. He will now be on football cards next to Lamar Jackson. There's a big hole at running back, and there's questions with everyone you would put in there. Trey Sermon transferred from Oklahoma. He is coming off a knee injury. Master Teague suffered an Achilles injury. Marcus Crowley suffered a knee injury. Steel Chambers is young but unproven. Mayan Williams is new to the game. Your thoughts on the depth chart, one, two, three, running back. Well, health has everything to do with it. Who's the healthiest? Um, Trey Sermon looks like he might be the closest ready to go. And the guy's impressive. You look at the film, he's, he's uh, Oklahoma not, not uh, wanting to just make him the, the number one guy and go with him. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. This running back by committee, it usually is a thing of you need to. You don't have any guy that really stands out, uh, and certain guys do certain things better, and so you have running back by committee. Uh, I don't think it's a good thing. You still want to have one guy that you can go to, and I believe Sermon, uh, I put him in there and see. He's a very good uh, receiver out of the backfield. Love to see us throw the ball, get to the backs uh, more often. Uh, that would be just a plus for the offense, just another a aggravation, a headache for the defense. Uh, so you throw Sermon in there. He's the most physically ready to go. Um, and, and then Kroll, uh, his injury occurred before, uh, before Teague's injury. So he should be the next best ready to go. And that could be a problem for Teague because overall talent, uh, until Travion Henderson arrives here, the most talented kid in the running back room is Kroll. He's just outstanding. Crowley. Crowley. I keep wanting to call that kid Kroll. Uh, Crowley is he is uh he's the the most uh athletic guy uh i think he's the best back 
in the receiver in the running back room, and he's going to be more ready to play quicker. And also the Achilles, we've learned over time, the Achilles tendon injury is just one that players don't ever really seem to get over. They're never uh, as good as they were, as fast as they were, as explosive as they were before that injury. I mean, we're seeing it right in front of us with Tuff Borland. Tuff Borland was never the most athletic guy, but he was certainly more athletic than he is now uh, before the Achilles tear. So, and that takes a longer time to recover from. So I think uh, Crowley will definitely uh, uh, be the problem for Teague. I think he's going to be number two. Uh, and then you've got Teague. Uh, we'll see Steel Chambers, because he's the healthiest, he may be able to jump to the top of the list, Dan, simply because the staff is going to be saying we can't really look at these guys a lot because we don't want to put much wear and tear on them. We don't want to stress those injuries before we actually get on the football field against the, an opponent. So if Steel Chambers, I've always liked him better as a linebacker than as a running back, but if he can step up and show that he can be the man, uh, that staff is going to be thinking about, well, uh, let's, not, let's, let's let these guys heal up just that much more. So uh, he's a wild card in this, I believe. Let, let's see what he's going to be capable of. But if just going on what we have to work with, I say it's going to be Sermon, uh, Crow, Crow, Crowley, and, uh, and then uh, we'll see Teague. They're, they're, you know, we don't know where Teague is. We don't know that much about the injury, really. We just know it's an Achilles tendon. Some are saying it was a partial tear. Uh, it's a completely different matter if it's a full tear. Who knows how soon he'll be back if, if, uh, if it's a full tear. I'm going with the idea that it's a partial tear and uh, you know, he'll be back a little bit sooner. But that's, that's I believe, going to be the order. It may be different if, if you were just looking at, at uh, overall talent. As I said, uh, Crowley would be my number one talented kid. Uh, after that, it would just be between um, uh, Sermon and uh, Antigua as to who would be the next guy. But we've got to factor in these injuries and when they occurred to uh, project a running back uh, depth chart. We're going to be right back and talk about Mel Kuyper's 2021 NFL draft rankings released earlier today. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I forgot to say this, but there's going to be a poll today on the site, and you can get in there and vote on who you think the top running back will be for the Buckeyes. Like I said before the break, Mel Kuypers released his top 25 rankings for next year's draft and then top five by position, exclusive information, so we'll just share the Ohio State vibe on it. The top player he has is Justin Fields, number three overall, and Sean Wade is number six overall. Chris Olave is number 20 overall. However, he also does a top five by position. He has Trevor Lawrence as the number one quarterback, Justin Fields as the number two quarterback. You got to think that's fair right now, don't you think? Oh, you, you have to. You have to give him the benefit of the doubt. What, uh, uh, just look at experience factor. 
uh, Lawrence has been a starting quarterback on two playoff teams, and Justin Fields has been on one. You, the experience factor is massive with quarterbacks. You know, I've brought this up on the message boards before uh, that, that the NFL did a study of a successful NFL quarterbacks coming out of college, and the one thing that stood above them all was college starts. Reps are huge with quarterbacks. It's huge with anybody. But, uh, but quarterbacks, it just seems to be that much more important and uh, the, the Fields has another good year like that. The NFL is going to relax. Who knows where it's going to be at the end of it, Dan, because the NFL is finally coming to terms with athletic quarterbacks and what they can do for an offense. Uh, Lawrence is awfully athletic kid, but Justin Fields is like having a, an elite receiver on the field once he breaks the line of scrimmage. He is going to do damage. He's a really strong kid. You know, I wonder how many third downs or uh, fourth and, and inches that he converted, how many times he got in the end zone. Just he's so strong. You know, you got to – anybody that uh, can catch him isn't going to be big enough to pull him down. So he's just unique in that respect. And if he throws the ball again uh, this season like he did last season, I could see some NFL teams saying, you know what, his legs make a difference. We're going to put him uh, – above Lawrence on our depth chart. It's certainly two marquee franchise quarterback prospects. I love Joe Burrow. I'm not sure I wouldn't rate both of these guys ahead of Joe Burrow. Moving on, they have Sean Wade as the number one corner. Basically, if you look at all the mock drafts, they've got Sean Wade or Patrick Sertain of Alabama going as the number one corner. They have Wade as going six overall. I have no problem with that. Do you? Oh, no, I don't. And, and here's the thing, again, where he could leap over and become the, the, the sure number one is, you know, we've got him lined up mostly in the slot, and that's a different position than, uh, than playing corner on the outside. Next year, this season, excuse me, he's going to be lining up on the outside covering wide receivers. That is going to matter when the NFL – looks at his film. Can he, you know, we're not, you're not drafting a guy number six overall to play the slot. That's just, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, you pick a guy number six to line up on elite receivers on the outside. And once he starts doing that, uh, down in and down out, I believe that he could, he could jump over him because his ball skills, uh, he'll tackle. He's a lot like Okuda. Uh, in that respect, that he has both the ball skills, the instincts, and the uh, and and he'll play physical. Uh, you know, be be complete cornerbacks. So uh, it's not going to surprise me if he's he's the first one off the board. Not at all. Give I'll give Kuiper credit. The NFL drafts a lot by position. For example, when you see a safety or a guard listed in the first round of a mock draft, that guy's got to be an interplanetary prospect. Chris Olave, technically with Kuiper, is the sixth receiver on his board, but he's the number 20 overall pick. And that lets you know that position is valued and there's talent at that position that's deep. I want to go over the receivers that are in front of Olave because one of them kind of jumps out to me. They are in order. Jamar Chase, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, and Justin Ross. Jamar Chase from LSU, Waddell and Smith from Alabama, Ross from Clemson. 
Rashad Bateman is listed as the number two wide receiver. Do I have a bias against Minnesota just because Ohio State's kicked their butt for so long? Or do you think Rashad Bateman is a better pro prospect than Chris Olave? I've only seen bits and pieces of him. Uh, you know, they didn't show Minnesota. Uh, they didn't expect him to be good, so they didn't have him on their schedule. Maybe we'll get to see more this year. I just I can't believe that he's a better receiver than Olave. I can't believe any of those guys are better receivers than Olave, actually. But, uh, you know, uh, one thing, when we were talking about the guys that would go, go uh, to the NFL draft after this season, I didn't have Olave in my 10, and that's just because I think we're going to be spreading the ball around a lot. We got to worry about that portal, Dan. It's got to become an issue with the coaches. You got to keep kids happy. And if they're not, they can go an immediate place somewhere else the next year. That is a big thing. So you can't, we can't think that we're going to give um, a Julian Fleming and, and, uh, and, and G Scott and, and uh, uh, Smith and Jigba 10 balls and let them play on special teams and they're going to stick around. We got to get some balls in their hands. So I don't think Olave is going to catch as many balls. That's why I left them off. And, but, but talent-wise, these guys are just not better than Olave. I mean, you had at this year's draft, yeah, there were some guys that it was a spectacular receiver draft. But I just don't see those guys being any better than Olave and especially the guy from Minnesota. I've seen him make a few catches, but I need to see him play a game. Maybe I'll, I'll change my mind. Uh, I've seen Ross, so I, I know he's a great-looking receiver. But, no, there's I, – I mean, that I think that's a little bit crazy anyway. As as great a receiver class as we had this year, I don't think six guys went in the first 20 picks. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't think that happened. So next year we're going to come back with another class, uh, six receivers go in the top 20 picks. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think it was three in the top 20. Minnesota might have picked 21st and taken Justin Jefferson, but your point is well taken. In the most recent draft, Ohio State had picks 2, 3, and 19, all on defense. This draft, he's projected to go 3, 6, and 20 on offense, but I do think there's a chance Ohio State could ultimately have five first-round picks. That comes back to what position they play. Kuiper has Wyatt Davis as the number one guard. And Josh Myers is the number three center. If you're an elite center, you can go in the first round. You saw it with Cesar Ruiz from Michigan, and I use the word elite tangentially there or in air quotes. I think Josh Myers is a better player. Do you think Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers can sneak into the first round? Uh, yeah, and, and here, let me just say it like this. Uh, I don't believe there's a better center in college football next year than, uh, than Josh Myers. You are not going to see guy that big moving like him his lateral movement kept him from being a tackle but just going straight ahead you're just not going to see guys his size moving like that and, I mean, and there's a lot of nfl centers who are under 300 pounds you got a guy that is well over 300 pounds and moves like a guy that's under 300 pounds he's an absolutely destructive blocker he gets out on the second level like like uh, a guy that, that weighs 275 pounds. Oh, I, I think that that's just they, – that, they'll rethink that. The NFL people will rethink that at the end of this year. Myers, you got to realize how short a time he's played center. 
so another year, yeah, I believe in Josh Meyer completely. And Wyatt Davis, there's no question he's the best guard in, in college football. And he is a, a really good pass blocker. When you can get pass blocking out of a out of a guy that's in there just to maybe just to go forward and knock people down, uh, you're getting that's a, just a big plus. So I absolutely think that he could sneak into the first round uh, and be the first guard taken. Uh, I don't know about the tackle class yet; haven't looked at that. Looked at it. Uh, yeah, there's no question in my mind that he could. Both of those guys could could be in the first round. The only other guy ranked is Blake Hobbiel. He's ranked as the number one kicker. Finish with this. You talk about a, a program. We had three first-round picks this year, all on defense. This coming draft, I think we could have as many as five, all on offense. Very versatile, very impressive. Nothing new. Have a good one, Bucknutters. of sports mixed with your pop culture along with humor and celebrity interviews your earbuds are enjoying the rich eisen show dan orlovsky are you still a Jaden daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy i think the three things that make it stand out for me are number one i think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft every quarterback in the nfl is accurate he's got the best on tape number two most transferable stuff to the nfl and then i think the third thing is pocket peace search for the rich eisen show on youtube or wherever you listen